containers in the building. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Jacob, our predictions in our earlier episodes just keep coming truer and truer and truer. In between the first and second episode, we said there's no way Quincy Roche clears waivers. Someone's going to get him. Just like that, the Giants snatch him up. In that same first episode, we also said Jalen Samuels most likely clearing waivers and ending up on the practice squad. What did you just read to me before we came on here? NFL Network Ian Rappaport confirms he is now on the practice squad for the Steelers. So Jalen Samuels clears waivers and ends up on your Pittsburgh Steelers anyway. So no harm, no foul in cutting him. Got kind of six running backs now. Important to remember, though, for you NFL fans out there that might not know this, if you're on a team's practice squad, you're eligible to be signed off of that practice squad by any team in the NFL. So just because Samuels is here now, doesn't mean he will be come next week. He is Jacob Recht. I am Tom Opperman, and this is the Steelers Standard. Had to get into that quick Steelers note before we jump into the news that is dominating the NFL news cycle for the past 24 hours. The biggest shock coming from NFL Cutdown Day is in New England, where Cam Newton, the 2008 MVP, has been cut by 2008. The New Was it 2008? I feel like 2008. it was 2008. He was. I think he was still in high school in 2008. It was 2015. All right, geez, you don't have to be such a jerk about it. I was misspoke. Am I forgiven? No. He's cut. He's not even on He's the out. team anymore. He's out of New England. 2008? There is so much that, you know what I think 2008 was? I think it's when he won the national championship. No, with that was Florida. 2011. No, with Florida, when he won it with Tebow, when it was him and Newton. You remember that? They were together. Forget about it. We're not talking about this. He's cut from New England. Mac Jones gets the starting job. I'm, I can't believe that this happened. I, I don't understand, honestly, what the move would be to, to get rid of a guy like Cam Newton from your fold in less of one of two things. One, his unvaccinated status and his outward talking of being unvaccinated is what got him cut. Belichick came out today, though, and I mean, he lies constantly, but he did say that, no, this had nothing to do with our decision. Being vaccinated or unvaccinated has nothing to do with what we are deciding with Cam Newton. So that would make it seem like it's just a ability kind of thing. But your backup quarterback is now Brian Hoyer or Jarrett Stidham. So what the hell are you talking about? It's just an ability-based thing. So that leads me to what I think happened here. Say you believe Belichick, his vaccine status had nothing to do with it. I don't think Cam Newton's very comfortable being a backup in the NFL. I don't think that that's something he really wants, especially a backup to a rookie like Mac Jones Mm -hmm. and having to break in that rookie. I think what happened here is maybe a case, the rare case of Bill Belichick and the Patriots kind of being a nice guy and saying, you're not the starter here. Mac Jones is beating you out. You're not going to be a backup. We'll let you go out to the open market. And you believe you can start on another team in the NFL. I, as Bill Belichick, who has been very vocal on liking you throughout this entire process with you in New England, I'm pretty confident there's a team out there that could snatch you up. Be free, my son. Go out and sign with someone else. I think that's probably what happened here is that Cam Newton as a backup I mean, that's a, even in a non-COVID world, that's a hell of a storyline and a hell of a figure to be lurking right behind your rookie quarterback. So I think what happened here is you got beat out, but you're just not a backup quarterback. We're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place where you're not good enough to start for us, but you're too good to be the backup. So Cam, just go sign with someone else. See, I could not agree 
disagree with you more, Tom. When has Bill Belichick ever looked out for the interests of someone other than Bill Belichick and his franchise? Maybe he's gone soft, man, after Tom Brady left. I can't imagine. I can't ever see that being a possibility. We so just, you think it's we the just first talked one? about Do you think we, it's the first one, the vaccine thing? I think it has to be. I mean, you're risking your team forfeiting a game. And you're a backup. And you're a backup. Uh-huh. You're the most important position, but you're the backup. You're the backup but you're yeah. spending time in so many rooms with so many different guys. With watch- the starter. <laughs> exactly. With the other, with the guy who's going to get the job over you. It's definitely a risk. We just talked about how the Steelers are in such a fortunate position to have not just one, but two legitimate starting backups on their roster. They kept three. They kept three quarterbacks, which is kind of a and un, not unheard of, but you just don't see it very often in the NFL. But they had to because not only were they giving themselves more options, but they were putting other teams at the disadvantage of not being able to pick up the one guy the Steelers didn't go with. The Patriots would have had a similar outlook. Bill Belichick would have had a similar outlook saying, I have two guys who can start on my team. Why would I cut one of them to give another team a starter if not for the fact that he was going to be a risk to my own team's success. And it had nothing to do with his on-field performance. It had everything to do with the fact that with the new NFL rules about vaccines and COVID outbreaks, Bill Belichick is never going to put himself at the risk of forfeiting a game if he can prevent it. I don't think he went soft at all. I don't think it had anything to do with, well, I I had a really good time with you these last (laughs) two years. And so the relationship we've 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 formed here he's gone soft it, it, it makes me you. want the best for you and that, and that is to let you do whatever you want hell to the no that is not at all what happened bill belichick will never ever ever go soft unless it's for tom brady i think that's the only guy you could ever make that case for he didn't go soft for him though he didn't no he, he, he absolutely totally didn't go to and i said that's the only guy you could possibly make the argument for or make the case for and it didn't even happen and certainly not cam newton Cam Newton was going to be this COVID risk. We knew his status when it came to the vaccine and everything surrounding the vaccine. Bill Belichick was not going to put himself in that position. So he had to do the logical step, which was to cut Cam Newton. And then cut, lie to the media about it. Which is what That's he does. the logical step. That's what he does. It's what Bill Belichick does. It's what he's always done. It shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. It's just a big deal because Cam Newton, the former MVP, the guy that they went with to start last year, but also take into account the the tape that you saw out of out of camp for, for Cam Newton. The guy really couldn't throw the ball very far down the field, especially last year. I think he what threw three. Four, oh, he was terrible last yeah, year. Yeah, I think he threw four touchdown passes last year. Come on. No, it's a combination of ability based performance and I think the vaccination status. If you're a world beater, Tom Brady good and you're not getting vaccinated, you're not getting cut. I mean it, then it's a different conversation. Look, even to the lesser extent, look at Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. They're not cutting him because he's their clearly their best option at starting quarterback. You didn't have that in New England. I'm Mac, not, Mac I, Jones supplanted you as the best option at starting quarterback. So now you don't you can't even fall back on the well I'm so important to the team it doesn't matter. I'm not saying that over a career Kirk Cousins is better than Cam Newton, but right now, as Kirk Cousins right is now. better. And as far as the Vikings are concerned, he's the best option that they have. It's definitely something that has happened across the league throughout this cutdown process is that guys who are kind of fringy, guys that are backups, 
they're going to look at that vaccination status. And I know the league doesn't want that to be out in the public. Well, Urban Meyer blew that for them when he said straight up vaccination status played a factor into my final cut down choices. And the NFLPA comes out and they're like, oh, we're going to investigate Urban now because you can't say that and that, that you can't be discriminating against players that way. And it's like, guys, when you as an NFLPA and as an NFL organization set these rules for players that are unvaccinated and they are so much worse than the rules for players that are, including things like fines for the team, potential forfeits of games for the team, you're going to force coaches to make their final decisions based on that. So then to have the audacity after one of them comes out and says the quiet part out loud in Urban Meyer to say, well, we're going to investigate you. That's unbelievable. You can't be discriminated against players like that. You, you set the discrimination up for him. In his head, he's looking at these two guys and he's saying, well, what if this guy gets sick with COVID and spreads it to Trevor Lawrence and then he spreads it to James Robinson and then all of a sudden we've got 12 guys three days before we play the Titans in a big divisional game and we can't field a team, and the NFL says we can't schedule it for Monday night, so we have to forfeit. I'm picking the guy who's vaccinated to run down and cover kickoffs instead of the other guy. Mm -hmm. Just because he said it out loud, it's so ridiculous. And you saw this happen with Cam Newton here in New England. I do agree with you that that's probably the most likely case of what happened. <laughs> You're backup, and I'm not going to let my backup quarterback tank my entire team potentially for a week when the NFL has come out and told me forfeits are on the table here. If you cannot play and the game cannot be reasonably rescheduled, why would any coach risk that? And why would the NFLPA get so up in arms when a coach comes out and says, yeah, it factored into my decision-making. Mm -hmm. You don't need to explain why you cut a guy. Like mm -hmm. you don't need to show your work. Like this is math class in seventh grade. Like you could just cut a guy because you don't like the way he ties his shoes. You're the coach and the GM. You can do whatever you want, but like, I don't know, and maybe this is a bit of too much of a tangent, but to bring it back to Cam Newton and, and the Patriots, I mean, it's so glaringly obvious, even though Belichick lied and said that it wasn't due to his vaccine status, that coaches are taking that into account. And when guys are fringe roster guys or backups, that is absolutely going to help in determining if they keep you or not. We know that the NFL is not at 100% vaccinated. Not yet, no. The NFL has been very vocal and transparent in terms of how many players and coaches have been vaccinated so far by team and then league wide. We know it's on a hundred percent. I think there's only one the Falcons team. are a hundred percent. I think the Falcons are the only team that are at 100%. So kudos to them for using logic to give themselves every opportunity to, to never have to be in a position to forfeit a game. But so with that, with that in mind, we know that there are guys still out there who are unvaccinated, but I think it's because Cam Newton was the backup quarterback. If you're a backup safety or, or, or a backup tight end or whatever, if, if you're the quarterback, it is just simply a different conversation. I know you said fringe guys, if you're unvaccinated, that gives you more of a cost to release them. But Cam Newton being the backup quarterback and then – being Cam Newton, who could have been the starter for this team, having having meetings with so many people, having meetings with the other quarterback who could be potentially taking away the starting position from you, Cam Newton, that was too much of a risk to to kind of put the whole team 
at at a at a loss or at a position to maybe have a COVID outbreak. If you're a fringe guy, though, I think you have a better chance. If you're unvaccinated and you're a fringe guy, you have a better chance of making the team compared to someone like Cam Newton, who would have been so involved in so many different team meetings and gatherings. Where does Cam Newton land now, though? That's the big question that's circulating around this league. So I'm looking at the NFL team and, and the quarterback landscape. I don't really know a team that needs Cam Newton and needs a COVID risk like Cam Newton. See, I really, I, I'm looking at it. To, um, I do not see a team out there who could look at themselves and say, if we brought in Cam Newton, that could elevate us by a handful of wins. I don't know about a handful of wins. Maybe not even a handful, but put us in a position. There's, there's really only one team out there. And they, they have quarterback concerns for completely different reasons, but they're, they're very large, their quarterback problems. And that's Houston. It's an Houston, interesting choice. Houston is the only team out there that I see that doesn't have a real commitment to their starting quarterback. And I think Cam Newton could be somewhat of an improvement. Well, I think it really just depends on if Cam Newton is willing to be a backup or not. And if he is willing to be a backup, I think there are several teams that will go out there and take a shot on him. But okay, so I don't know if he's the, willing to be a backup. I aside, think he wants to start. Aside from the COVID thing, tell me which quarterbacks in the NFL who are starting for their teams aren't as good right now as Cam Newton could be. I think Tyrod Taylor fits that bill. It's crazy to think maybe Sam Darnold in Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater in Denver. But you you have two guys. Why would you bring in a third like Cam Newton? Oh, who's their GM? He's addicted to bringing in quarterbacks that are over the hill. The Lions? I don't know how I feel about Jared Goff. I I don't know if Jared Goff's that great of a quarterback. I think he was in the most friendly quarterback system in the world Mm -hmm. with Sean McVay in L.A. He could really be exposed. I think he could be exposed in Detroit, and maybe you bring in a guy like Cam Newton there to start in Detroit. Plus, I mean, Detroit needs as as much help as they can to get season ticket sales off the ground. Bringing in a former MVP probably helps that at least for a couple of weeks in the season, but... It depends on if he's going to be a backup or not. If he's going, if he's willing to be a backup, even with the unvaccinated status, there are teams out there that will take that. Excuse me, that'll take that risk that aren't Bill Belichick and bring him in to be a backup to their quarterback. When he wants to be a starter, that's where your your argument is starting to come into play. I mean, you look around and the guys that are on his level, Tyrod Taylor, is he even that much worse than Cam Newton currently right but I, now? I, I, think I don't, I don't know. That's what that. I'm saying. I think that's the list. You you can make the case for Houston. Detroit, Carolina, Denver. Denver. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Unless some crazy thing happens and I don't, like a John Gruden in Oakland or Vegas, which you can never rule out. But like, yeah, those four teams seem to be the only viable front runners for this for this opportunity. And and you could still say, but Tyrod Taylor just needs his chance. Maybe Houston is his chance. We know the punctured lung thing happened with the Chargers last year. Give him the chance in Houston. Carolina just went out to get Sam Darnold. Yeah, they're not they going to bring him back. They got rid of Camp Newton. Yeah, they're not going to bring Houston, him back. Or Denver has two starting quarterbacks. They just decided to go with one. His old coach during the MVP and Super Bowl year, Ron Rivera, came out and said they will have no interest in Washington in bringing oh, Cam I, in. Oh, I, I would rather go with Fitzpatrick than too. Cam Newton right now. And then I think I would rather go with Teddy Bridgewater Detroit right is, I guess, the only other – is the only team left. And I'm still floor. not sure I wouldn't rather go with Jared Goff right now. Right now, I think you're better off with Jared Goff. Yeah, it's it's a tough spot for Cam Newton. 
to be quite honest with you, retirement might be the best course of action for him. Maybe. Great uh, short stint in the NFL, winning an MVP, getting to a Super Bowl. You're a two-time national champion in college, once with Florida, once with Auburn. I think that it would be a hell of a career, not a Hall of Fame career, obviously, but a Hall of Very Good career for Cam Newton and someone that will never be forgotten about in the history of football. But if he's not going to be a backup, there's nowhere that I think he's going to end up landing. I think that even those fringe guys like Tyrod Taylor, I think they're still better than Cam Newton is, in my mind, as 2021 season approaches. I I think it's just time for Cam to be done. And that sucks to say because he was so exciting to watch when he was in his prime. Oh, he was fantastic. One of the most exciting players to watch in our lifetime, I would say. But I kind of agree with you. I don't really know another team out there that would go with him as their starter based on talent and then COVID risk. I don't think it's going to work out for him. I really don't. Some news that I just saw across the screen watching NFL Network here. David Bakhtiari, one of the best tackles in all of football, the protector of Aaron Rodgers' blindside, is on the physically unable to perform list to start the season due to a knee injury. He will not be eligible to return until week seven against the Washington football team. Tough matchup for them, too, week one. The New Orleans Saints, that game moved to Jacksonville, by the because way, of because of the hurricane. But that's a hell of a pass rush you got to face in New or- against New Orleans that and you don't Jordan have still kicking, and you don't have your best lineman now to anchor that down. It's going to be tough for the Packers out of the start, out of the shoot without Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari is probably the second best offensive lineman behind, behind Nelson. Quinn Nelson. Yeah. yeah, that's a huge blow. And what could be Aaron Rodgers' final season with the Packers? It's going to be a little bit harder. It's very interesting to see that happen. To see that be the case that Bakhtiari goes down. I'm sure Rodgers is 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 kicking the sand right mm-hmm. now and and not not pleased that his left tackle protection is gone for uh, the first seven weeks of the season at the very least. Uh, We talked about Cam Newton getting cut and Mac Jones being named the starter in New England. Some other starters have been named around the National Football League. Most notably in New Orleans, they finally decided to go with what we've been saying they should go with. This whole Taysom Hill starting the first preseason game and then Winston coming in relief, starting to scare everybody probably in New Orleans and around the NFL, but... Sean Payton does the right thing. He calls Jameis Winston his starting quarterback for that week one matchup against the Green Bay Packers. And it's the right thing to do on so many fronts. Mainly, Jameis Winston's just a better quarterback than Taysom Hill is. But I also think that when you if you made Taysom Hill your starter, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face because then you're taking away a lot of packages that you can use with Taysom Hill and a lot of gadget stuff that you've been using for the past couple years. That goes by the wayside because... Taysom Hill's just out there all the time. Now you can use Jameis Winston as your quarterback. You can still introduce the Taysom Hill packages and the trick plays and all the stuff that he brings to the table. Helps your offense stay completely dynamic while also letting the better quarterback play quarterback the majority of the time. So now that they finally made this decision, Sean Payton made the decision to go with Jameis Winston, the obvious choice. Are we going to now say, okay, we're not going to question your Hall of Fame resume anymore? Because we were doing that, Tom. We were saying what is going on in Sean Payton's brain that he cannot see this as clearly as the rest of us. our average Joes can. Right. I mean, no one in their right mind would say, you, you have the better chance to win with Taysom Hill as your quarterback starting. No, it, it's exactly as you laid out and, ha- and the same way we've laid out multiple times on this show when talking about this situation in New Orleans. A, it shouldn't even be a situation. It no longer is. But now you can use Taysom Hill as your key gadget guy. That's what he is. He's a gadget guy. He's a he's not a 
a wildcat because we haven't really used that term within the NFL in a couple of years. But in, in, in unique formations, you know something's going to happen if Taysom Hill comes out on the field. You completely diminish that ability to keep the defense on its tail or, or, or reeling if, if he's out there for every snap of the offense. It just completely takes away his biggest asset to your offense by keeping him out there for as long as you possibly can. For the most part, all of the NFL coaches have named their starters at the quarterback position. Jalen Hurts is going to start for the Eagles, Fitzpatrick for the, the football team, no surprise there. Um, other fringe, you know, battles, Zach Wilson was whatever, he's the starter for them. The Jaguars named Trevor Lawrence the starter after they move on from Gardner Minshew, trading him to Philadelphia. So, so the, does that open most, up a quarterback battle in Philadelphia? Maybe throughout the year, but as far as they're concerned, week one, QB1 is Jalen Hurts. They named him the starter. So almost everyone is set in stone, at least for that week one, as their starter is concerned. Bridgewater winning the job in Denver. The one that is still out there, though, is San Francisco. And what an interesting one to still kind of be up in the air because out of the teams where rookie quarterbacks landed – they have the potential to be the best this year overall. People are picking them to win the NFC West. People are picking them as a sleeper Super Bowl contender. And Kyle Shanahan is playing extremely close to the vest if he's going to go with Trey Lance, the rookie, or if Jimmy G's going to get the start for the season. In their last preseason game, you saw them run a little bit of a, a both of them out there, and they both looked real good. But I, you can call me old-fashioned, maybe, and all it takes is one a successful try at this to change the tide forever, I think. But I don't think quarterback by committee works in the NFL. I think it barely works in college, to be quite honest with you. I think if you have two quarterbacks that are good enough to split time, you don't really have a quarterback that's good enough to start. And I think that the Niners aren't in that, but I think they have two quarterbacks that are very capable of starting. It's just time to, to figure out and choose and stick with one of them. I don't want to see, you know, Lance in here and then and Garoppolo in for this situation. Just just choose your guy, stick with him for a couple weeks. If it's not working out, you can make the switch. But I'm really fascinated to see when Shanahan's going to announce who comes under center week one for this team. It's it's shocking to me that this is the last one kind of that we still have on our docket as to who's going to be winning this quarterback battle. The reason I think they're going to go with Jimmy G for the season is Cam Newton got cut. Gardner Minshew got traded. Uh, in Houston, we don't have to spend too much time on this, but Deshaun Watson, it was announced that he'll be a healthy scratch for every week that he's on the team if he's yes. not traded at some point. San Francisco has not done, has not made those steps that other teams are, that other teams have to kind of clear up their quarterback battle or 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 positions. Denver, as you said, made the announcement. New Orleans made the announcement. We talked about it. I think Jimmy G is going to be the starter for the majority of the season. If you do see Trey Lance, I think it's going to be in flashes. I don't think it's going to be a start here for Trey Lance, a start here for Jimmy G. Because if they wanted it to be Trey Lance this year, they would have said, okay, it's just they would have made the announcement by this point, or they would have kicked the tires on Jimmy G and gotten something back for him in return already. Uh, so I, I think right now, as it stands, and I could be wrong, but I think if something was going to happen to signify Trey Lance getting the start, it would have happened already. I agree with you. Jimmy G's going to start. 
I think it's the wrong decision, though. I think it's the wrong decision, too. I think Trey Lance is better than Jimmy G. This isn't a, oh, this isn't a, a last dance with Ben Roethlisberger. Let's, no. let's keep him on. No. You have no alliance to Jimmy G whatsoever. No. Yeah, he took you to a Super Bowl. He lost play. it for you, though. You, you lost that Super Bowl, right. Yeah. I mean, you, weren't, you weren't great with him when he was available to you last year. Look, you know who you are, Kyle Shanahan. You make mediocre quarterbacks great. Matt Ryan, MVP season. You're doing mainly. Your offense is so quarterback-friendly. It might be the most quarterback-friendly in the entire league. Jimmy G, turn him into a Super Bowl-playing quarterback. What can you do with a guy that has the talent like Trey Lance? Do you think this is the best quarterback he's had at his disposal? Yes, it is. As far as potential is concerned, he's obviously got a way to go before he realizes Matt Ryan, but he's definitely got the ceiling higher than Matt Ryan ever did in his career. And I, I just think that Trey Lance, you look around that locker room, and it's going to be hard to tell guys we're going with Jimmy G because they see in practice every day. Trey Lance probably gives us the best chance to win. I think he does, but I, I still think at this point. The thing that's funny, though, and sorry to interrupt you, but the thing that's funny, though, is that they might go with Jimmy G. It might be the wrong decision, and they still might win 10 games. They're that, oh, it they're wouldn't that good shock of a team. me at all. Yeah. No, I think they are that good. Think about all the players they're getting yeah. back. And, and, again, he's a great coach. And we know – uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, the receivers, were both riddled with injuries last year. They're going to get both of them ha- healthy. They now have – we know they love to go running back by committee. Raheem Mostert should be healthy, and they just drafted Trey Sermon. They get George Kittle back for the whole year, hopefully for them. And their defense is one of the elite units in the, yes. in the league. As you said, I think it's one of the most quarterback-friendly teams in the NFL. And then, oh, by the way, you have Kyle Shanahan, one of the most dynamic coaches – Young coaches in this league right now took the took the Niners to the Super Bowl in what his second season? Yes, with the team. Yes. Okay. If 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 San Francisco stayed healthy last year, they're a playoff team. Absolutely. Yeah. Even with Jimmy G, with yeah. no with no Trey Lance in the mix, they're absolutely. A Even if they don't team. make the playoffs, they're not going what four and twelve like they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'd be like seven and nine or eight and eight. I mean, yeah. what? I don't want to call it a blessing in disguise, but it it it, it could be for them to have that down year and get the franchise guy and get the franchise guy. Even though they did trade up for him, but yeah, still, it could end up being the best case scenario for them to have that tank of a year last season in San Fran. Look, I mean, you gotta just go with the young guy eventually. Like mm-hmm. I, enough of this, like oh, we need to break him in. We need this, you know, a year off I think just that's to make sure. such a mistake. I think it's a waste. And it's such, a, it's such an old-fashioned per- perspective on the game. You'll always have the people that'll point to Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes because obviously those are the two cases of guys that started after their rookie season, spent a redshirt year on the bench, or in Rodgers' case, a couple years on the bench, and they come in and they're the greatest quarterbacks ever. So you'll always have people point to that and be like, you see, you see, when you wait – and you break them in slowly, they're the greatest ever. But I can bring up Andrew Luck and Ben Roethlisberger on the other side of that coin as well. Like, there's cases for both. There's no magic bullet as Mm -hmm. far as who you break. It just comes down to the individual, and I think Trey Lance has got the goods. And just kind of segueing off of that to close things up here, uh, I can't stress enough how mad I am at Chicago and and what they're doing with Justin Fields. Not only— No, I'm okay with it because the week one thing— no. You got to start him. You think so? They go to Pittsburgh this what, year. What they play Jaylen, Cleveland what this year. What if Jalen Ramsey and, 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 and Aaron, it's Aaron Donald. If it was Pittsburgh, if it was any other team, I get that. I'm, I'm not trying to bash TJ Watt here. You kind of are, though. It's Aaron Donald is one scary mf Yeah, TJ really Watt's is. not. 
No, but he is he just is. to the level of that. Donald. I get and Ramsey. Well, I got a Minka for you too back here. You're gonna play great players all year long. This but is off the NFL. of week one, it's we. Okay, so Pittsburgh was a bad example to use. If they were playing any other team that's not LA and not Pittsburgh, I think you can make the argument. I disagree. Talking. It's just that you're living in your fears, like Tomlin says. You you got to throw this guy. Well, it's the, Matt Nagy. You got to yeah. throw this guy. The he's not a good coach. But the thing he's that not a good coach. the thing that upsets me more than even not giving Andy Dalton the, or giving Fields the start over Dalton, he said that Fields is going to start the year running the practice team offense for the Bears. What the frig are you doing, dude? You're going to have your prized possession, the guy you traded up for to get in this draft, running against your first-team defense in practice drills. Obviously, he's going to be wearing the red jersey and he can't get hit. But still, what the frig are you doing, man? Like, oh, we want to run the practice squad. I'll give him a good chance to go up against some NFL-level talent. Have him play against some actual <laughs> NFL talent then because he can help you actually win some freaking games. But instead, we're going to have this Andy Dalton experiment in week one, and Justin Fields is running the practice squad. I mean, Matt Nagy needs to go, man. He's just got to be the I've worst been coach. telling you that for weeks now. Matt Nagy is going to make the Chicago Bears the laughing stock of the NFL the longer and longer he and keeps he, and it should Fields be a, off the field. And it should be a team on the rise. They made the playoffs last year. I mean, they absolutely should just be a with, team on the Right rise. with San Francisco, they should be considered a team with a rookie quarterback that's uh, got a chance to sneak in. I don't know. I think San Francisco is a much better team. Right with San Francisco. No, I think San Fran's a, a much better team. You're not letting me finish talking. Okay. Right with San Francisco, their team is good enough and coming off of a success that a rookie could lead them to the playoffs, and the rookie's not going to have that opportunity here, at least for the first week, maybe the first couple weeks. But San Francisco can get a home wild card game. I don't see that happening for Chicago. No, of course not. They play in the division with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but San Francisco plays in the best division of football, and I still think they could win the division. There's no Aaron Rodgers in that division, though. I mean, Bears ain't winning that division from Aaron Rodgers. I can tell you that much for sure. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thanks, as always, for listening. We will talk to you later on this week. Get into some deep dives on the Buffalo Bills as that game is approaching faster and faster. For Jacob Recht, I am Tom Opperman. Thanks, as always, for listening to Steelers Standard. And thanks, as always, for listening to Steelers Nation Radio.